Broads Pod. We're your bloody broads. I'm Bhavna Sharma. And I'm Jamie Howard. We are your horror guides from page to screen and everything in between. And this week, we have two of my favorite people in the entire world on as our illustrious guests. I'm going to let them introduce themselves, but they are Jazz and Kat of Girl That's Scary. Hey, y'all. Hey. I'm squinting so the tears don't come off. <laughs> oh, my God. Cat Cat will cry at the drop of a dime. Listen, so oh. why? So. I looked up and was like. No, you guys are truly two of my favorite people in the whole world. And so we talk often off pod about just the craziest shit and I love it. But um, this week, y'all are on to talk about one of our favorite movies, one of your favorite movies, 1974's Sugar Hill, starring one Miss Marky B, who I am highest of keys obsessed with. <laughs> uh, she looks incredible in this movie. Uh, so yeah, I would love to hear just from the jump, like why y'all love this movie so much, what your first thoughts are. Go for it. Okay, so yes, that's literally it. It's vengeance. There's cat suits. Yes. Um, there's getting Caucasians who are out of line together. I'm just <laughs> a fan. I'm a whole fan. Um, everything about this movie is yes, except for the decision that Baron Sandy makes at the end, and I'm Sandy makes at the end, and I'm just like I. Trophy? I don't know. Uh, but outside of that, it's a yes. Yeah, because that ending is a little weird. But you know what? I don't have that much sympathy for her racist ass. Um, no. You know, I love the soundtrack, the outfits, the way that Sugar just really be... She's so sweet, but she's also like stabbing you with the words. Well, what makes you say that? Yes. It's just like the way she says it. Because in my mind, I'm like, girl, you are you are trying them. You're trying them, but in the most sweetest way. So they can't even be like you, like, coming at them, but you are. Because, well, I don't know. I could run a business. It's a quite successful business. <laughs> and I'm just like, and y'all don't know that she is whooping y'all ass behind the scenes. Left and right. I mean, we'll get into it. But I got to say, watching former enslaved people just whoop the shit out of racist ass white people is yes. a healing moment i feel like for everyone involved listen and i joy yeah. yes listen, i'll take that kind of vengeance in any form as long as it happens i don't care how it happens i love to see it yes and so this film falls under the black exploitation category uh it's part of our black exploitation series this month how would y'all describe black exploitation to people who don't know Okay. Um, so through the 70s, you know, pretty much there was, before the 70s, there were not a lot of Black people in movies, period. Mm -hmm. And if they were, they were playing to help, except for like, you know, uh, Night of the Living Dead, pretty much, where you have someone who's literally starring in the movie and other movies, but they weren't. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but there weren't a lot. But the 70s, they was like, oh, we can make these those grindhouse movies where we can make these cheap-ass movies and make money. So, yes, we're making all these Black movies, getting Black audiences. And not even just Black audiences. Other audiences are coming in and watching these movies. And they're maybe spending, what, $300,000 or $30,000, $40,000 and making millions of dollars and just grinding them out. But the problem is they're doing this to make money. And then also some of the representation of Black people, because a lot of the directors are not Black. And it's like, mm, 
mm, you're doing a whole lot of jive talk. Mm-hmm. It's a whole lot of mm, it's a whole lot of dancing, a whole lot of tap dancing. I don't I don't <laughs> like some of this shit. But again, you still get that the idea that black movies can be lucrative because movies at the end of the day. I, people are like, this is a cash grab. Movies are a lot of times made to make money. This is oh, people's yeah. job. Bills need to get paid. Rent is due. They are not trying to make the movie for the sake of art, girl. They, sometimes they are, but most of the time they want to get to the bag. That's just, it's a it's a process. There's a movie factor. They want to make money, so they're going to make money. But the idea that an all-black cast or movies that star black people can make money, that's where they start putting more black people on the screen. Because, oh, they'll come out and watch it. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. You don't think we like fun? Motherfucker, you don't think we want to go to the movies? <sighs> and two, all like what above. you... Uh, Kat. <laughs> Kat said all of the above. For <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Two, like, I'm glad you talked about how they make the people talk in these movies because Sugar saying, what's happening? Every, like, 10 minutes, I was like, okay, we get it. It's the 70s and she's a black woman. <laughs> like, Noted. And like the the transitions they were trying to make from her from going to like her regular everyday like her white facing persona versus her like you know true self out for vengeance persona I was just like there is no smooth transition she did her best but it was very like oh the language just changed so it was so different I don't know if like I mean obviously you guys probably noticed that but like it was a little jarring to me because I admitted this to Jamie last night. But um, this was on my list for a while to watch. I hadn't watched it until um, I watched it for this. But Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's because I was like tired or what. But for the first 15 minutes, um, I thought Marky wasn't black just because of her hair color, the colorization of the version I was watching. It looked looked like, yeah. And I I had to pause. I had to go Google because I was like, wait a minute. What am I watching here? Am I watching the right movie? Um, But it's literally, it was just because of her hair color being so light and being almost the same color as her skin that it threw me. And it wasn't until much later where her, maybe she was wearing different colors and there was a little bit more of like um, like different lighting and all that kind of stuff that I was like, okay, now I see it. Now, Now I'm good. Um, it's just me. It was just a me thing. It was just my eyes. But just for like a moment, I had to be like, I was internally panicking. I'm like, did I find the right movie? Am I watching the right no, movie? No, you did. I, I think too that that speaks to the fact that, I mean, colorism, you know, like the lighter skinned woman is going to be the lead, not the darker skinned woman, period. And that yeah, still happens and, today. And then I think she's also, you'll see her. I think that's a wig. It looks yes. like it's a, definitely a wig. Absolutely. And she's wearing, and when she's not, and okay, I noticed that she's always wearing this white suit when uh-huh. she's whooping people ass and she got the afro. Anytime uh-huh. she's not in the suit, then they put her back in that wig. And, you know, of course, you know, I'm black, so I, I usually can notice black people off rip because of their features. So I, but also she's very light skinned, has light eyes and, you know, maybe, but I was, so I was like, mm-hmm, that's, 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 that, that's, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cause, but also, some, yeah. I'm sorry. I was going to say, because, you know, because sometimes like hair, like pe- black people have like sandy brown hair. So immediately yeah. I'm just like, oh, OK, well, this looks uh, appropriate for the area and the region it portrays for me, because also it's an area where there's a lot like 
there's a lot of um, crisscrossing across mm-hmm. like different like gender like not even generations but like different races and backgrounds and all kinds of stuff and of course you know they're all you know there's not one just face so it's like uh, you know but I feel you I it, it was definitely a switch up the wig was fire though the that the half wig that was so cute the like half up half down that was adorable. Yeah. Part of what threw me, though, was I was raised on a lot of, like, 1960s, 70s, and 80s um, Indian cinema. Mm. And, like, so it's a very similar, like, they had a very similar, it's almost like they took the filter from that era there. But there's a huge problem of colorism in mm-hmm. Indian cinema. And, like, it was really bad back then. So, like, I would be considered dark, and I am not dark at all. Like <laughs> <laughs> You know, especially for an Indian person, I am not dark at all. I've been called dark for most of my life. And I'm like, bitch, where? Like, even in the summer, bitch, where? I am not that dark. Um, So, like, there was a lot of, there was a lot of makeup play and all that kind of stuff in, like, Indian Mm -hmm. cinema in the 70s. So, part of me was just kind of, like, very confused for a moment there. So, I do admit it is me and my eyes and my experience thing. But I just had to point that out that, like, at one point, her wig matched her skin color. And it just took me right out. (laughs) Well, I mean, speaking of the beginning, kind of right off the bat, we get this very ritualistic dance number to set the tone. And I loved it. I was like, hell yes. Anything about ritual magic, I'm down for. I love being from the South. I love anything about the bayou, the swamp, Southern culture, live for it. But I see right away where Ryan Murphy got the inspo for one of Angela Bassett's outfits in Coven, American Horror Story Coven. That white outfit. I said, bitch, that is. The intro period. Yes, because the the snakes and the dancing and it's literally he ripped that from the scene where they're trying to do the fertility dance in Coven. I was like, this is literally the same thing. Listen, you know, it's a whole lot of um, stealing (laughs) going Mm -hmm. on uh, when it comes to the culture. I also have a note. Because again, a lot of those black exploitation movies included voodoo. Because if they want to make horror and you want to make black people scary, magic is scary. Magical Negroes can be helpful, but they can also be scary because they're going to do voodoo and it's going to be negative, which the issue with that is a lot of times it's not used for that. You can't, because of course with any magic, anything you do is going to come back to you. You just cannot go out there and just start, oh, I'm just going to stab a doll. And girl, that, that that's going to, you cannot just be doing that. You can, <laughs> now, Sugar had, they already fucked her up. So they got what was coming to them. But again, I, I'm like, I see those like Serpent in the Rainbow, uh, The Believers. There's a whole lot of movies where it's voodoo involved. It's always a black person who's doing the voodoo and they're always doing these dances. I want to know because it's Hollywood. How close to the dance is this? Where did you study? Where did you go? And then even if it is very close, I don't know if I want that on screen because I'm, you know, fuck that. Well, I want to gatekeep some shit. We don't need yes. to be showing them how they do the dance and what the ritual look like because we don't need nobody going out there doing misusing no magic or trying to imitate shit they don't know about. Um, so I'm like, I feel two ways where I like it represented, but also I'm like, don't be giving them too much now. Don't <laughs> don't be giving them everything. But you know, it's also always some spectacle. They're doing the dance and it's always somebody watching them. Usually it's white people surround them like, oh, look at this. It's a spectacle. Even the white doctor who knows all this information, why is it always, because I watched House on Skull Mountain like two weeks ago and yes. it was always the white person who know everything about the fucking voodoo. Why mm-hmm. do you, outsider, know everything about the voodoo? I'm trying to understand. No, that's it. And it hit me the wrong way to see Valentine go to this white professor dude who looks like he never leaves his fucking library to ask him about what's going on down the street from him. Like, 
excuse me, your friend literally, Sugar literally lives in this house. Why are you going to this guy? Like, why don't you go, you know, scour around the neighborhood? Why don't you go do some other detective work? Why you got to go to him? Like, why does it have to be this dude that knows everything and everything about your culture? Like, I... I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of, I'm extremely sick of that shit. Like it happens everywhere. Like growing up, I I went to high school with a bunch of people that were obsessed with India. And like, we're like, I'm going to go there. I'm going to backpack. I'm going to eat, pray, love before eat, pray, love was a thing. And they're like telling me shit about a place that I've lived before or then the culture that I grew up in. And I'm just like, Mm-mm. I hate that for you. But also Ew. I bring this up often. I, there's a store in Carytown of Richmond called World of Murph, and I was like a teenager used to go in the toy store all the time. But they got some of the toys are a little adult jokey, not yeah. like sexual, but just adult jokey. So there's a book they had things white people like, and one of the books was literally <laughs> one of the chapters was little literally white people like to learn about your culture. And the chap <laughs> and the title, the little title page, they literally have on like the clothes I usually see from like the Indian movies or the Bollywood movies. So I'm like, why the <laughs> fuck do you have on? And they didn't have cultural appropriation. That term mm-hmm. was not used at that point. But why the fuck you got a dot on your head? And I know that has a name, but yep. why the fuck That's do you have bendy. Yeah, a yep. bendy? Yeah. Why do you have a bendy and you all wrapped up and smiling it with your thumbs up, bitch? You ain't, this is disgusting. And it's always the ugliest fucking versions of the clothing. I'm like, it's like they went to fucking, I don't know. I don't I'm trying to think of an American reference here. It's not even Target. It's not even good enough for Target. Oh, hey. a fabric store. They went to some random fabric store and fl- put them things. Joanne. Oh, they make dresses at home. I can just make this. this they ordered it right. off of Amazon. Let me put some bedazzlers on it. Like, I grew up with, like, you guys do not know how many times I've been told, like, I can't wait till you're married so I can wear a sari or so that I can wear these clothes and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, listen, I know you mean well, but, like, why do I have to get married for you to be able to wear clothes to my wedding? You can wear a fucking dress. I don't care. You don't have to wear Indian clothes to my wedding if I get married. Like, I don't mm. give a shit. I'll be you wearing Indian clothes. You gotta water on these people. Yeah, spraying with water and like bad cats. Like, <laughs> yeah, I already knew, friend. You just gotta start throwing... <laughs> when you start putting water on people, just throwing water on like, What the fuck's going on here? That's exactly what I was just thinking a few seconds ago when you was talking. <laughs> Honestly, I just, I can't. So, like, I can only imagine, like, within this, like, back to the movie for a moment, but just, like, having this professor dude being a know-it-all, having to know everything about voodoo, like, has he, did you guys notice he had that weird little transatlantic, like, I don't know if it's English, I don't know if it's, like, New Mm -hmm. York or whatever fucking accent, Mm -hmm. too? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, that know-it-all stuffy, like. Exactly. It's the, I'm more educated than you. And, and I found it really interesting that Valentine, who we learn is Sugar's ex-lover, uh, is a cop because that is always so interesting to me. I'm like, ma'am, that's not what Listen. we meant. <laughs> but you know what? Being a cop back then was also seen Very as different. a good thing. Because yeah. mm-hmm. criminals are bad and cops are good no matter what they do. Because I watched a movie called The Zebra Killer. Yes. It's a black exploitation movie. It's not very good. But the cop was breaking all kinds of rules, doing all kinds of bullets, punching people in the face, all kinds of stuff. And they were still like, oh, it's fine. He got his job. But cops were allowed to get away with all, even with the 80s cops action things in the 90s. They could literally jump out of car, steal your car, crash that bitch, jump out, blow up a nursery, and they still got their job. They just going to get yelled at by their boss a little bit. And they still going to try to catch a criminal and be a hero at the end. Girl, why are you a police officer? Now, I do like he wasn't abusing people. He was right. going the right way about asking the questions. He was not like shaking people down. That was also nice. But you're not about to shake sugar down anyway. Look at her. 
No. The zebra killer? It's Girl. good. Well, nah. It's okay. Here's the thing. It, Shaky. I, it's there's it's the language face. for me, so I'm there's leaning in. All right, face. we'll talk later. We'll Let's talk later. Yeah, we'll talk I knew it was going to be wild. I knew it was going to be wild. I knew it's, as soon as you shaky. said the zebra. Mm-hmm. Very shaky. I mean, okay. So to this, okay, this is written and directed by white people. Like straight up, like, yes, like most life exploitation films, exactly. Yep. Oh so, no, I couldn't tell. I am so shocked by this information <laughs> that is completely new to me in this moment. <laughs> um, but even even with that, like I'm just like, I expect the the person who's supposed to be um, the expert right. to not look like who I I know the expert is. Um, so when I see this, I was like, you know what? At least he wasn't really cutting up because this is 70-something. Like, it could have been the pits, y'all. Like, not caping for it at all, but, like, from what we've seen, or like, it it could have been the pits. Like, he really could... Could have been white savior, and it was not. Yeah. Mm, mm. That's Thank the God one it thing, wasn't. That's the one thing that I will always ride hard for in this movie is that Sugar gets to be her own woman, and she has this line that just goes so hard where she's like, my love is intense, but my hatred's even more intense. And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, we love a res- like. Clearly, she's a Scorpio. Uh, relatable, relatable. It, yeah, but so everything that kind of spurns her action in this movie is a white man killing her significant other who owns this nightclub because he feels like he should buy it. Like the guy is just like, oh, I just want to buy it because I deserve this, which. I hate that everything like that is still relevant to today, but it makes this movie just infinitely rewatchable. And I, again, I could just, when she starts giving it to his girlfriend, Celeste, holy shit. I laugh every time. (laughs) Okay. So let's ask for that shit. Because the real thing is, first of all, Celeste was already mad and I'm about to use some language, but he, she go come in the joint like, Oh, you should buy the club. She's like, whatever. He don't, What's his name? Morgan does not introduce yeah. Sugar to, to Celeste. And she's like, <clears throat> you're not even going to introduce me to this nigga? Bitch, I said, hold on. You going you gonna to say this to me like I'm not right here, bitch? And then she was like, I don't serve no... Hey, go get her the water. She was like, girl, it's fine. I don't want nothing from her because she probably going to spit in your drink. Girl, yeah. you don't want nothing yeah. from her. But she go to her... The next scene is literally her at her bar, her establishment that her boyfriend left to her. And she's enjoying a beverage. And her ass gonna come in there like you need to leave, bitch. This is my spot. The fuck? What do you want? You're trespassing, hoe. And then she's like, you uppity. Like, and she's like, girl, mm, I don't mm. can't get uppity with you. Only thing I could do was look down, hoe. And uh, then they start motherfucking fighting. She was like, yes. you black bitch. And she slaps her. <laughs> and then they start fighting. And she throw water on her. The girls are tussling, bitch. She's throwing water on her ass. She was like, compliments, hoe. I was like, that's what you get. That's what you get, bitch. That choreography could qualify for like, is it porn or is it an action movie? Because yes. that 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 like the soundtrack took me again out. I was just like, what? And it went on for like, I think maybe entire 30 seconds too long. That like, you know, that lag between the punches and all that kind of stuff. Super entertaining, but just goddamn. It reminds me of those uh, prison, 70s prison movies, like prison yes. exploitation. Yes. I don't know if that's a thing. But yeah. there were a lot of, and uh, this woman wasn't in it, but Pamela, 
Pam Grier. I was like, I'm about to say Pam. Pam I was Grier. like, that's not the person. Who, girl? I, I knew. I saw her face. I was like, I'm about to give her a different. That's a different Pam. <laughs> Pam Pam Greer was in a lot, like two of those movies yes. that I've seen with my eyes. But it's a lot of that kind of fighting with that music because really, mm-hmm. men are watching these movies to watch hot girls in cages and yeah. watch them fight and be, you know, lesbians and stuff like that. Because you know, of course, they're doing favors for each other. Or sometimes they have girlfriends or whatever like that, and they're like, oh my god, I'm here to watch this because you know in the 70s they was um they were definitely beating their meat in the theater disgusting those scenes were sticky bitch Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i'm like i'm pretty sure if i'm in a fist fight i'm not gonna be going like uh uh uh," no when i'm being hit in the face i'm going like i'm definitely not making those noises if i'm being punched in the face or having my hair pulled or having ice thrown on my face which by the way cracked me the fuck up that the bartender was just like pulling up the bucket like here you go wonderful (laughs) that's an ally right there yeah (laughs) here you go (laughs) It was the best scene, to be quite honest. I, yes. I, it was one of my favorite scenes of the entire movie. It takes me out every time when she just dumps that shit on her, and I'm just like, "This is beautiful." Like, <laughs> pick it up, bitch. Like, that's really like I, like you know how everybody walk off and it be the one homegirl that's talking shit. I am the homegirl that's talking yes. crap at home. Like, pick your face up right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then just laugh and walk off because that's how I felt. Celeste is such a beautiful name, but this is such an ugly character. Like, oh yeah. I'm tired. I'm tired. And, you know, I want better for her because you so busy being racist, you can't even realize that Morgan is dogging you, sis, and you need to focus on the more important things. Securing the bag from the little coins that Morgan is giving you and work on an exit plan. Thank you. When she said, I'm just trying to comfort you, and Morgan was like, not interested. And then she said, well, I know what I offer. And Morgan said, we all know what you offer. I was gay. Said flatlined. Yes. And it I'm so glad you said that, Jazz, about like clearly this is for the male gaze because the fashion is too, but also the fashion is probably one of my favorite parts of this entire movie. I love the 70s so much. The suits, the sparkle, the dresses. I want the suit that uh her boyfriend wears right before he gets killed with like the sparkly little design on it. Mm. I want all the sugar's outfits actually. I hate Fabulous, but he was clean. Oh, I'm not oh. going to lie to you. He was well-dressed. Mm-hmm. And one of my points is, wow, it's a fucking shame that Fabulous was literally in here trying to eat off the white man plate and mm-hmm. letting them call him all kinds of N-words and they treating him like the side person and all that shit. And I'm like, you could be a criminal for anybody. You don't have to be a criminal for this motherfucker who's calling you the N-word to your face. Mm. Like, oh, we're well, going to make an honest nigga out of you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I would have burned his house down. Go back to the yard, unionize with the other workers that weren't going to pay to work, and fucking make your own gang. There you go. There's a gang right there. I would have killed that white man in his sleep. Because I'm (laughs) sorry. That just would have ended the movie right there. So me and Shiloh got revenge because this Mm -hmm. was... I wanted Fabulous to come back and be like, no! And just like punch him in the face to get a redemption story. And he didn't. He didn't. No. Instead, it looks like... He looked like one of the people from the Fat Albert cartoon with the little mushroom hat on. (laughs) Yes. Also, I don't know about you guys, but um, I think the Baron Samdi eye look should be like the next trend. Yes. Yes. Baron Samdi, fine. I'm not even going to hold y'all. Yes. Um, I would have, if I had to be a zombie, I would have been one of his wives. I just was considered, because you know, zombies be smelling, right? I know they smell like earth and rot. So I'm not trying to smell like earth and rot. But if I had to be a zombie, I think Baron Samdi can get it. Something about Mm. gold teeth do it for me. I'm sorry. You in my brain? Yeah. (sighs) But did you see his butt though? 
Especially in that scene where he was leading them into the field. I was like, that butt. He's just solid. He's just solid mm, and, and, and tall and just, you know, like he likes sandwiches and, and food and I'm about to cook. Yeah. And like that's how I feel. He likes put it down. He likes lifts mm-hmm. up and put it down. Yes. He likes like like doing work. And there's something mm. about those crazy eyes that just... Yes. Like, hey, also, can I get you a drink called... I forgot. What was that drink called in the bar? Zombie. The zombie. zombie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I love that... And Jazz and I had the same note where... He didn't show up until she started offering jewelry. I said, I know that's right. <laughs> He's a greedy God. Yeah, take that necklace and that ring. Rain it up, bitch. Here. Run it up. I'm not showing up unless you show me the cash. Can we talk about Mama Matrice for a second? Because she said, I'm going to show up when I want to show up. I'm going to live as how long as I want to live. Good luck. <laughs> Unbothered. Very unbothered unbothered. and tired at the same, same time. time. I'm a fan. Same she looked time. good for a hundred and whatever, whatever that line was from from Valentine. <laughs> and moving faster than me. I was like, God damn, you move through these woods like nothing. Now Baron Somdi is like a day of the week, but that's that at least that's an actual like God name. Like that exists. Yeah. Um, especially because, all right, let me tell y'all how I figured out how that was. I used to play um Saints Row, and they yes. had a game called the Sons of Somdi. Now I know yeah. that this is not this is not the greatest thing because they definitely had its members of all colors, but they wearing they smoking weed. It's all some awesome Rasta, and I'm like, this is not Rasta. This is not the same culture. That's a, it's a whole different continent. Yeah, they always got them smoking and shit, and they just. And I'm like, this is not. I don't know if that's what you're doing but they they use that god and then on top of that they hit the voodoo doll when the big mission if y'all ever play something the saints row two uh you know what mission i'm talking about where you got to go in the mall and they trying to beat your ass in the mall and all they are literally driving their cars into the mall to whoop your ass (laughs) it's going down (laughs) that's how i was playing five got on this call to let y'all know (laughs) they had a remix on the radio i was like okay not young jock cat. You can make me. It was a me. remix. They had the jock lyrics, but they had another beat, and I was in the car like jock. Where you stay? Like I was just go with. Damn near every day. Now listen, y'all gonna make me cut up on the main feed. Well, well, it's time to cut up. Now I don't um, support young jock because he was playing in everybody's yes. face, and he was also talking shit on Meg Stallion. All them hoes. <sighs> Oh, yes. Lord. Yes. No, I didn't yes, know. girl. I yes. took a list, bitch. Yes, it's personal. It's not personal, but it's just the fact that no, y'all, y'all was going, yeah, y'all wanted to go off oh, and y'all wanted Lord. to talk shit and say videos, say all this shit. I see you, bitch. I see your hoe ass. And that's why he's broke. That's all right, because he's he's broke. Okay, he's probably going to have to um, yell out bankruptcy like Michael Scott. So <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not he's working at the radio station. He, tried Look, to, he got a regular nine five. Speaking of Meg, as a Canadian, as a Torontonian, as a person from the GTA that has been to Brampton and knows many Brampton mans, Brampton go. mans ain't shit. We disavow Tory. We, we don't own. We don't want him up here. We don't want. We don't want nothing to do with him. Nobody Wait a here. Minute. What? Y'all don't want him up there. Where he supposed to go? I'm tired. He need to go back to Brampton. Okay. We also know Brampton men are. Mm. We don't pass toy mm. lanes back and forth mm. like hot potato, and whoever has it when the timer goes up, gotta keep it. <laughs> no, no, Brampton mans are trash. Like Brampton <sighs> men, Brampton mans are trash. trash. They want to be hood. They're not from the hood. I am. They're not. Um, <laughs> they haven't lived a hard day in their fucking lives. Like Brampton is suburban as fuck. Like I'm talking, they got every single convenience not convenience stores convenience 
So like mm-hmm. he didn't grow up with no hardship. He only became what didn't didn't he only have the light shine on him because of Justin fucking Bieber? Yeah. And remaking everybody's song from the nineties, literally yep. taking everybody motherfucking beat. But you can tell how his daddy was dressed. I'm like, you look like you're a rich preacher. You like you got a mega church. Mm. God is never wrong. God, God is never how- wrong. Now he fucking wasn't. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about how his dad's name is Sunstar or Daystar or whatever off pod, but that's a whole other topic, y'all. We don't want him. About- we don't want him. You guys can I keep don't him. want him either. I could talk about this all day. <laughs> uh, so last thought before we take a quick commercial break is I love that this movie combines two things that I'm obsessed with, which is magic and revenge. And we're going to dive into that after this quick commercial break. <laughs> Stay tuned for some more free thoughts. Welcome back to the second half of our show with Girl That's Scary. So like we were talking about before, this movie has two things that I love, magic and revenge, because what you're not going to do is strike at me and think that I'm not going to strike back. Um, But something that we had hinted on before that I could probably do a TED Talk on is the fact that historically magic of all kinds has kind of been practiced by people seeking justice. So there's very famous spells to make, specifically in voodoo and in Southern magic, to make a gossip stop talking about you, to keep the law off your trail, and to basically swing trials your way. In fact, talking about, you know, cultural appropriation, a lot of voodoo shops, specifically in New Orleans and Savannah, will sell hot foot powder, which is used in a lot of stuff. Um, And of course, voodoo and hoodoo have been co-opted by non-Black people, left, right, center. It drives me batshit um, because, you know, you could just stick to your lane and realize that Appalachian folk magic is also very fun. But, you know, uh, I just love that this movie is all about she's keeping her hands clean, which helps her retain her status as a respected woman and as a respected Black woman. Because, again, like y'all said, this is the 70s and she's already dealing with racism, colorism, sexism, like I Name felt an ism, for her. any ism pretty much all the isms I felt for her this whole movie uh and I could pretty much bang with her anytime she's wearing that white suit and letting the zombies beat people's ass amazing I that's it literally it like I <laughs> wow because now that you just said the white suit all I see is her just standing over yonder like I'm gonna get you and the silver-eyed zombies pull up they're covered in webs and I too am shit in my pants just like all the racist people who are like no y'all not y'all not doing this to me yes <laughs> sensational yes, sensational yes. sensational those zombies are scary as hell they're probably mm-hmm. scarier than more realistic zombies in my opinion the, the cobwebs the eyes it's the eyes and the and the visible lack of decay that yes. is what I loved, is that they looked immaculate, and that's what terrifies me. Because you think a zombie's co- some decrepit-looking thing coming up to you is not scary. Because it's like, oh, I can just kick it. It's going to it's gonna fucking fall wither. Apart. It's going to whatever. <laughs> it's going to fall apart. These are, like, full-ass people. Yeah. Yes. And, and they've been dead for, like, a hundred years or so. Because these are the mm-hmm. slaves that died from fever and shit like mm-hmm. that. They were buried down there. That's part of their culture. Because Sugar mentions, oh, everybody know about that. But again... If they were actual zombies, like we would think of, they would be bones. They would be fucking mm. bones, like Army of Darkness, playing flutes and shit, walking yes. down, coming to people, whooping people's ass. This is not what they look like. It's literally, they have a little bit, a one layer of mold on their chest and some cobwebs and some silver mm-hmm. eyes. They, their hair is still intact. Bitches still got buns, afros, the hairline full. They are here. They are thriving. They yes. are, and uh, all the power to them. I would worship at the altar of those zombies. And another thing that we get that's kind of like 
it's like a proto SVU moment where they're in the the CSI lab and they're looking at the dead skin cells under the little microscope. And he's like, <laughs> no, these are decaying skin cells, including your blood cells. And I said, hold up. All it was missing was a dun dun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what blood cells? It's just fingerprints, but okay. All right. Maybe. I, know. I don't know. Because I don't think it's bleeding. You know, hey, know. it's the 70s. They be doing anything. I I gotta say, so this movie too runs so quickly because it's just at what right at 90 minutes, I think. Something like that. With the credits, I believe it was at like 140, one yeah. hour 40 minutes. Yeah. Right. And so we get the setup of, you know, her boyfriend dies because they beat the shit out of him because they want to buy his club. She seeks out Mama Matisse to do a voodoo ritual and raise the dead. And that is the longest, most extended rising from the dead scene. And I loved it when they're popping out one arm at a time doing Pilates through the grave. Uh, And from there, they whoop ass right until the end of this movie. There is no breaks, none. There's no act two. (laughs) No, absolutely not. It was just balls to the wall since then. It's like, all right, who's next on the list? All right, how do I dupe Morgan for another like five minutes? All right, who's next? Oh, here's some Celeste with her five uh, hard R's for like, you know, two minutes. She All right, was next. Throwing those around like they were Mardi Gras beads. It was she going for out. a world record? Like, I've known some pretty racist people, but they know better than to drop that, drop any word like that more than you know, twice. In the seventies, it's the seventies. They was that's how they describe black people. They I was know. that's how, oh, it's, a, it's 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 n word. That, straight up, like no one blinked at that. And when you see a lot of black exploitation movies, you're gonna hear mm-hmm. that hard er often. Mm-hmm. It is, and especially if you have white people talking to black people, even mm-hmm. sometimes black people talking to each other. That's a rude nigga. Like, oh goddamn, was that black you ladies? Like that's a rude yes. nigga. <laughs> like, but other movies, like you're gonna you're gonna hear that word. Period. And yeah, I, sometimes we be using it, but. You don't need to show me her like, mm. but again, that's that's the norm because the de- dead ass you coming up off the 60s civil rights movement desegregation. They don't want them black people in their neighborhoods and in their school. They pissed. It's just and that's just wild to see also how much stuff has changed in like 20 years or less after that from when we all grew up. It's like we were raised quietly, quietly, not to say those words. You know, we know tons of people that'll just say it anyway. They can't say it. Right. Or that will say it for the wrong reasons. Or like, I was just singing along. I'm like, you can mute yourself. You can sing every other word. You can cut that word out. It's really simple. Jazz and Kat leaned all the way into <laughs> yeah. the camera. Now. I love fighting. I'd be yeah. at the concert. It's like, what you say? <laughs> Bruh, that Drake concert. I'm like, oh, it's a whole listen. lot of white people in here. And I hear a whole lot of niggas. I don't think I like this. No. Drake was raised, raised super fucking white. Yeah. <laughs> I know <laughs> this. <laughs> I know you guys know this. I saw it. <laughs> hope y'all ain't heard that. He what? said that aside. And if we do, we probably get in some trouble. Oh, listen, yeah. I'll drop a drink in the bathroom. 40, I live about like a half hour drive from where this bitch grew up. All right. I'm fine. I got this. Friend. <laughs> I've heard the tea and I'm literally just like, oh, okay. Once again, you talk about Brampton and I'm sitting here like, yeah, I didn't heard the tea. And we get yeah. the up north tea and I didn't oh, hear. No. He's not from Brampton. He's from Forest no, Hills. No, no, no. I'm talking about um what you said about Tory Lanez. Oh, yeah, yeah. This, how about yeah. how I'm not, they're not going to fight me in the streets, but I heard <laughs> about the T.O. men folk. I heard about you Oh, yes. yeah. We got yeah. friends up there. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, oh, it's, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. I grew up in, well, then you guys might know I grew up in Scarborough. I live in Scarborough mm-hmm. still. So like I grew yes. up with a bunch of like West Indian people. I'm talking like Jamaicans, mm-hmm. Haitians, Trini, Guyanese, all different, whatever. And we all grew up with our distinct cultures, but like I heard those words. I heard that I, I grew up around the N word, but you know what I also grew up around? Not fucking saying it. I know people act like it's like the hardest thing in the world, but it's so fucking simple. Like it's not even like, Oh, I got, I got like Jamaican friends or I've got like whatever friends. Yeah. So what? Drake also thinks Then you should know better. Drake also thinks he has Jamaican friends and likes to try on their accent. But anyways, everyone's Uh, accent. Every, he literally Ooh. is Kakashi son, bro. He literally put the pull the eye down and copy your style straight yep. up. I cannot. <sighs> well, the white people in this movie were absolutely trying to copy the black people's style mm-hmm. because everything Morgan wears mm-hmm. is like a copy and paste. Again, it's like he's watching Fabulous. And and I love because all I can picture is throw it in the bag. Um <laughs> <laughs> and, and he literally is just copy and pasting his style. And Celeste, as racist as she is, is wearing very much the style that Sugar wears and thinks that she's better than her. And I'm like, ma'am, you are a white man's whore. <laughs> and you are. And that's one of my points is, Celeste, you don't got nothing to offer for Coochie. That's it. And that's what people, they keep making fun of you because are you trying to help. There is a voodoo goddess, a voodoo guy whooping Everybody asks, and you think some pussy gonna solve the situation? You yes. need to pick up a Uzi or something. Like you need to do a little more. Like you talk about, so I'm gonna throw some pussy. He don't want no pussy. He's stressed. He probably can't even get an erection because all his half of his crew is fucking dead. Girl, he not trying to fuck you right now. He trying to solve the problem so nobody dies. Like girl, you just sitting here, sitting in the house wearing outfits and drinking champagne and pouring champagne. You're not good for nothing. And then on top of that. When she came there, she was also jealous. She was like, that's not class. That's color. Whatever she got, you could yeah. use some of it. Rude. <laughs> I hollered because Morgan is just, again, like you said, knocking her backhanded verbally, left and right. Like, ma'am, come on now. But I want to know y'all's favorite kills because I know what mine is. Me but too. yeah, I want to know y'all's. <laughs> yeah, y'all go first because I, I have a lot of thoughts. There's so many thoughts. Like, I like the bar scene. Because a lot of it involves, like, the zombies pulling up to collect your debt. Like, that's really what I like. Okay, I'm going to go with one that I know people are not really going to mention. I like the scene where Sugar, um, you know, she gets the hoodoo and the voodoo working up. And essentially, old boy stabs himself. Um, yes. Because it's yes. not like all the other kills where, mm-hmm. you know, the people didn't show up and, you know, they didn't call the people on you. So they came and got you. Um, but this is very much like, I'm not doing it. It was, and it was, you, Okay, the edit of the scene is so chaotic to begin with because they go with this back and forth and he's calling her all kinds of B words and ERs and talking crazy. And then all you see is Baron Somni roll up and next thing you know, now they're sitting in the wicker chairs. <laughs> like they got a conversation all the When that doll is on fire, you're going to stab yourself. Well, Great. and y'all know why she did that because at this point, uh, Valentine was starting to mm-hmm. kind of sneak up on her. And he was like, I know what you're doing. I just have to catch you doing it. And so she was like, bet, I'm going to make this next guy kill himself. <laughs> well, she didn't kill anybody. She, didn't even, she doesn't even have a technical contract. There's nothing they can prove. Yeah, Prove that in a court of fucking law. Try. It literally prove that a corpse walked around and beat everybody asking I was in control of them. I would love to see that in court. 
I wouldn't. I wouldn't say nothing to him. I'm like, I don't know what you talk about. Just like every time she's like, Go, "You crazy boy." Mm, I don't know what you talk about. Mm. Tell, uh, tell me how some dude Bob got in a cab driven by a voodoo god to oh, drive yeah. him out to a fucking field. Tell me how that. Tell me how that happens. Listen, um, that's one. Okay, brown. it's between that kill and the first kill. The I like the kill where they get eaten by the pigs. Although yeah. them throwing them into hungry pigs. I don't know how pigs, I know pigs be hungry and be eating everything, but I'm like, damn, you couldn't get up and move and run away a little bit and maybe roll up. I don't know. They start biting you. But the scary part was on the way where he dropped him off. The motherfucker turned around and now Sparasomni turned to a scarecrow. Bitch, that's scary. That was scary as fuck. And then the first one, I just don't like the way that he was making all them people pay for work. And then he wanted to fight Mm -hmm. the black man because he was like, we're not paying for no work. Yeah, you smarter than I think, boy. I was like, okay. Because Baron Somsey, I don't know where the fuck he got a construction hat. Let's start here. (laughs) (laughs) He looks like the sixth sixth village person. He looked like the sixth village person. He said, let me prop up right here. He up here, he's like, hmm, that's crazy. And then the dude get in there. And then Sugar literally starts it with her hands on her hips. Hey, honk, I'm here to yes. pass judgment and your sentence is death. And I was like, because he was like, I'm going to kick your ass in. And she was like, girl, I want to see you try. And the zombies just come down and chop his ass the fuck up and put him all over the product. I like that. Listen, that pig kill was some Mason Verger shit. Yes. I mean, again, y'all know I'm hella Southern, but if you have hogs, not just pigs, but like hogs that you've been fattening up, they'll get feral. They will eat humans. And that is wild to me. That is so scary. Mm -hmm. Uh, My favorite kill was actually when she threw that man up against the wall using the voodoo doll and then slit his neck like it was Mm -hmm. uh, Sweeney Todd. That killed me because she's just standing there and she said, don't worry, you'll be dead soon. And I was like, yes, I love it so much. Uh, Sugar is just such a bad bitch. She's probably one of my favorite horror characters of all time. Uh, just the fact that she basically was like, all right, fine, I'll sell my soul for this. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know if I'd sell my soul for a man, but you know, she was doing it to get revenge. Well, she ain't sell her soul because Bear Slime is like, girl, I don't want that shit. I'm not oh, interested yeah. in souls. I don't want no soul. He want money. I was like, girl, that ten thousand dollars. I can't believe they put the ten thousand dollars in the coffin with the snake because I would have gave that shit to Baron Somdi. Oh. Not that I don't know yeah. what the fuck he gonna buy with it, but more construction hats. Yes. More construction <laughs> hats. <laughs> I would have bought some jewels and gave it to his ass. Let me buy a bunch of diamonds. Here you go. Uh, no, um, my favorite kill wasn't even like it wasn't necessarily the kill part, but it's when the ch- fucking chicken's foot was crawling oh, up yes. his face. And it just kept going. I'm like, bro, it's just a chicken's foot. You can get rid of it. Because it's just doing that slow, like, crawl up him. And I'm like, oh, my God. I was more fascinated in how they got that shot on that budget in the 70s. That's what really, like, intrigued me. But I was just, it was just, there's something hilarious about watching this tiny little chicken's foot crawl up his fucking body. Was that the same one that got, that killed himself, technically? Was that him? No, I think that's the guy who was bringing the money. Wasn't yes. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chicken foot, yeah. And he stomped the chicken foot out and it was like, hello, what's yes. up? Yeah, that's it. But like in terms of like actual death, I'm going to go with Cat with the bar scene. Yeah. Because, excuse me, you don't fuck with Preacher like that and then expect to live. 
creature isn't, I'm just going to say innocent, but he is a wonderful, wonderful human. You do not close the fucking piano on his hands and expect mm. to live. Oh, that was wild. I was like, sir, that is so rude. And then the follow-up when Valentine's questioning him, and he's just like, I, I didn't see fucking nothing. Yeah, he says, I didn't see nothing. <laughs> well, he he tells him eventually, like, girl, I look, let me tell you something. You keep pressing me. Bitch, I saw corpses. I don't want to see that shit no more. I'm going to pretend I never saw that shit. What the fuck you want me to say? And Valentine was like, corpses, you say? Yes. My my detective senses are tingling. He was, I got to say, when Sugar said deter him and then Baron Samdi said it would be easier to kill him. And she's like, no, don't do that. Mm-hmm. And then he like slow motion tumbles down the stairs. <laughs> Listen, I love a good I love a good slow motion tumble down the stairs. There's a few I can think of off the top of my head. I just that was chef's kiss. Because how else? Like, oh no, you broke my leg for like you know I'm out of commission for two weeks. You got two weeks to commit your murders. Go. Yeah, I don't know how that broke his leg to be honest. Uh, so besides favorite kills, do y'all have favorite outfits? Because like I said, I have very specific favorite outfits. The first one being Langston's suit, where he looks like he has like fish scales on his suit. And then honestly, the outfit that Sugar wears to go negotiate, quote unquote, with Morgan, she just looks good as hell. I'm like, ma'am, yes, she just looks good. (laughs) There is, outside of the all-white jumpsuit, there is a red cat slash jumpsuit where it's like kind of v-neck down and it's showing a little titty, just like the outside, but not really the inside. I was like, okay, that's nice. And the fit she's wearing when she's taking pictures of the models. The whole scene with the models I are fine. Because mm-hmm. everyone's just like gracefully posing the whole time. Like, yeah! Yes. And I'm like, this is amazing. Everyone yeah. had a great outfit on in that scene. Yeah. Yes, they all had great outfits on, except the girl in the green was barely posing. She was giving us she nothing. She was just standing there. She was like, Okay, we done. Um, <laughs> I like I'm a I'm a sucker for burgundy. Um, yes. I love burgundy and wine colors. Valentine wears this all burgundy outfit with this like polka dot white shirt and then like a burgundy tie. I would absolutely wear that. I love that suit. Um, I also think in the same scene, Sugar's wearing like a white suit with like the red, like mm-hmm. deep, like a nice bold red like collar, like a shirt mm-hmm. underneath. Love that. Although I'm someone who does not wear white because I fuck it up. I'm, I will spill some shit on it. I can't. I can't be wearing white. Same. Like white looks good on my skin, but I'm always carrying Tide to go, like three or four pens if I've got that. Napkins are going on my collar and on my <laughs> lap. Like something is gonna happen. Well, y'all, do you have any closing thoughts? Because, Jazz, I know you got some notes on here that I was like, what? Um, I see. This movie is rated PG. Um, I was literally noticing, and I've seen this movie a minimum Mm -hmm. of 10 times, okay? Every time I see this movie is streaming, I watch this movie, period. Just like Mm -hmm. Near Dark, anytime I see it streaming, I hit fucking play. I... When it started, it said PG. I said, huh? But then I think about the PG ratings from the 70s. Jaws mm-hmm. was also PG. When you the think car. about ja- the yes. car, PG. Like these are PG movies. As long as you don't see a lot of blood, which you don't see a lot of blood. You no. see a little bit. You don't see a lot of nudity. You don't see people no. having sex. They don't really curse a lot. They say the N-word, which probably was not considered a curse word like that back then. That was just a term you used to call black people. It was just normal. Um mm-hmm. 
the way it was set up, I could see how it would be a PG movie, although it had adult themes. I think now mm-hmm. it would be like PG, PG-13 or TV-14, mm-hmm. a little more mature. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was straight up PG. I was like, they was letting the kids watch this. Damn. But was it P? Is it still PG? No. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't it know. Well, it is, it is because anything rated before the certain they don't time, change it, it doesn't. They it don't right. change it because Jaws is still PG. PG. Yep. Although the kids were crying at the beach, they were not trying to go because the sharks was whooping everybody ass. They was not. They didn't want to be the person with the little fucking life vest that rolled up on the beach. They didn't want to be that kid. <laughs> no. That, that that actually reminds me of something again from my childhood and again relating to Indian movies is that like there's so much violence in those movies from like the 70s, 80s, 90s. Like it was all violence all the time and unrealistic violent scenes, but realistic violent scenes that like, people were being shot up, stabbed, sexually assaulted, all this stuff. Mm. And my parents would let us watch it. They'd be like, well, this is fine. Let's go to the movies. This is our family, like whatever. But if we said hell, if we said shit, it, like, if we said any of, like, even stupid was a swear word for a while. Like, if we said any of those words, whatever. But we could hear all these words in, like, Hindi or Punjabi. But if we said those words, or if we, like, you know, whatever. And our parents would be cursing in this other language. But if we said anything in English. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but my great-grandmama, <laughs> if I called somebody a liar, whoo, she got really mad. She was like, you have to say you're telling a story. She would get so mad mm-hmm. if I call somebody a liar. But the truth is they lying, baby. Like, right. especially if they said trying to say you did something that you know that you did not Mm-mm. do. What you calling me a liar? Yeah. And now you just sitting here like, <laughs> I, yeah. but you're lying on me. That's the truth. You're not telling the truth. You have something confused because I did not do the thing. Okay. No, they tell stories. Yes. My grandma was the same way. Not you're like, oh, you a liar. But it was very much like, oh, they y'all here telling stories. Yes, my great-grandmother would always say, she gets so mad. But anyways, I got to say, this overall, I'm going to go ahead and give this movie like a five out of five, if nothing else, because it is so fucking entertaining. And it is significantly better than a good portion of zombie movies that have come out in the last 20 years. I mean, y'all let me know when something else catches up to the use of voodoo that's not, this was a little less offensive than some uses I've seen, I mean, just from my viewpoint, but some of those episodes of Coven got a little shaky, even though it's my favorite season of AHS. Cat's <laughs> eyes are like saucers. She's like, yes, ma'am. hello. Jazz is not, Jazz, did you watch all of Coven? You you know I watch all, baby, we covered AHS all yeah. the way to season <laughs> nine. I know, and I but watched, you, you still could have been like, you know, I'm just here. That's my favorite, Um, that was my favorite season favorite for a season long time. Too. It's still mm-hmm. kind of, I really enjoy it, but it has problems. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of American Horror Story has problems. Uh, But, you know, it's here. <laughs> I have not watched show. anything that's after season nine. Yeah. I don't blame you after season like it was already messy and like I watched this latest season and I'm just like I see what you're trying to do Ryan Murphy but I'm not here for it but I was only here for call pen because like I've said a million times on this pod I got to support my South Asian queers there's very few <laughs> of them visibly out there gotta put in the money for them and, and then I gotta nope the fuck out <laughs> yeah he's slowly becoming a screen king which we love that for him uh, but before we let y'all go, where can they find, where can the people find both of you individually? And then of course the podcast, how can they support you? Yes. Well, I'm at Danny the Kid on, I guess all the things, girl. I don't even know how to use Twitter right now. I'm all kinds of fucked up. Listen. Oh God. 
Our group chat is just like, all right, what's new on Twitter today? Because we don't know. Girl, listen, I'm at smoking aces and the eye is a one because I am whack. That's what's going on. I mean, um, the ace. Yeah, the ace of uh, the Greek thing. If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. That's fine. Um, And you can find us both also at Girl That's Scary. Now, mainly on the Twitter it's me. It's me using the Twitter. Cat is not really on Twitter. Like she's on Twitter, but barely. And then they deleted the third party app. So girl, no. But Instagram, it is usually cat. I can right. I don't know how to really work Instagram, which is wild. I don't the, the I just started learning how to put the little things on the stories where you put the little gifts and all the little oh, fun the stuff. I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I can put the little pictures on there. Real cute. I didn't know how to do that like six, seven months ago. We're going to start <laughs> here. But usually Cat's on the gram. I'm on Twitter at Girl That's Scary on any of those things. We have a website. We have a Patreon, all that fun things. We also have a letterbox. So if you want to see the over 2,000 films we have logged, you can uh, pull up and see reviews and how many stars we gave shit. Shout out to Jazz. The letterbox is a good time. I'm not going to lie. It's it's a good time, mostly because we tend to feel the same about movies, so I'm a little biased. Uh, and then do you guys know if you're going to be at Midsummer Scream this year yet or not? I know you were last year. We're thinking about it. I want to be there. Uh, we got to, you know, see what's going on because, you know, Carabana is also like a weekend yes. before. And I'm trying to shake my ass in Jules and Father's Friends because my birthday falls usually dead yep. smack in the middle of those two things or round about those things. But, you know, I feel like we could do anything through Christ and therefore <laughs> we can pull up. I think we can do it. There's a way I'm going to talk to Kat a little later off air and like we might have to pull a 2016 to do both things. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm down. I'm ready. By Carabana, do you mean like our? Yes, yes. Exactly. We've been there three. We've been there three times. We go. We're in, we're in Toronto all the time. Yeah, <laughs> <Hit me up. laughs> we will if we go pull up there because I'm trying to shake my ass, but I'm like I also need to buy the suit starting in April. Yes. Yeah, that stuff takes time. Everybody I know that goes like they're already thinking of ideas now so that they can buy their. Yeah, they've already started. So they can put it together. Yeah. Oh, it's I already like, know who I'm going with. I go with the same band sorry. every time. Yes. Nice. Yes. Well, I know that y'all have a couple of uh, fun things in the pipeline that I'm super excited about that we're just going to tease. We're not going to tell the people what they are just yet. And they just have to stay tuned and subscribe. And Bavna, where can the people find you? They can find me at The Lucky Charms on pretty much everything. And then except on Instagram, you've got a fancy little underscore at the end because Instagram's a bitch. Um, <laughs> but that is where you can find me. Uh, I just shit post a lot or post about food or, you know. Just stuff like that. Uh, but where can they find you, Jamie? I'm at Glitter Burrito on Twitter and Hive. I'm holding out for Hive that more people join because it's super fun. Uh, I'm also at Jamie Kirsten Howard uh, on Instagram. That's where I put all my acting updates. Lots of fun things coming down the pipeline over there. Well, y'all, don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're listening right now, we would love for you to leave us a review. We do appreciate that. We have a Patreon with lots of fun things coming over there. We are at Bloody Broads Pod on all social media. And until next time, bye. 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 bye.